0: Welcome to Stacking Stones Podcast. Hello everyone. I'm Pastor Mark. And today we have with us Denise McConnell, one of my favorite people. Denise, would you say hello to folks that are listening or watching? Hi.
1: It's it's awesome. a delight to be here.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, if you are new to Stacking Stones Podcast, we really have one purpose in mind, and that is to testify of hearing God and seeing his miracles. And today, Denise is going to share a time where she heard God and how that just completely changed her life in in an amazing way. Uh, Denise, before we do that, would you be willing to just share a little bit about yourself, your your background, um, your family a little bit? Just share a little bit about about your life before we get going.
1: Okay. I was born and raised for the early part of my life in Trinidad, on the island of Trinidad, the, the country of Trinidad and Tobago, in the Caribbean. Moved to the U.S. in '74, and have lived here since then. I grew up with my my grandparents, my mom's mom and dad, which had who had a great impact on my life. I the last twenty some years, I have been raising our five kids, um, homeschooling, mom working. We've got a business that we do have a lot going on most of the time, and have really Loved, loved having my kids. That's they've been a big part of my life. Um, married and loving what God is doing and the opportunities that He's opened up for me.
0: Amen. Amen. That sounds exciting, especially homeschooling. Wow. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that that takes a lot of patience.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh go ahead, how about you share with us? Um, tell me about when you heard God and I know, And I don't know, is this going to be the first time you heard God?
1: I would say it is. Okay, cool. That, uh, that I was clearly aware that it was God. And I mean, I I don't know that I would have said when I heard it that at, at that point that it was God, but there was such a peace that came over me. So let me back up. Like I said, I grew up with my grandmother who loved the Lord. We were raised Catholic, and we were what was referred to in our culture as good Catholics. We were very committed to the church. My grandmother spent an hour a day praying in her bedroom. Of course, when we were growing up, we didn't believe that really was what she was doing in there, but... Um, That was what she always said to us. Fast forward. Now, my grandmother had a tremendous impact on my life. She formed a lot of what I see as the good in who I am. So when I moved to America to live with my parents, I made a lot of my decisions based on things my grandmother had said to me, principles Mm -hmm. she had put in me, That have guided my life. At at the end of my freshman year in college, my grandmother passed away at the end of that summer. I was devastated Mm. because to me, she was the rock, the anchor that helped me stay on course. And for whatever reason, her passing away, I felt jettisoned. Like I had no anchor or direction going Uh forward. I was all alone, I felt very alone. When I went back to Trinidad for her funeral, I was at the funeral, they had the body in the casket and I just, the minute I saw her, I started falling. I mean, I just, I couldn't stop. I felt so afraid of being without her here. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting on the front row during the funeral and I am just weeping undone and just really can't even get a hold of myself. And I heard a clear, clear voice that said to me, she is doing well, I will take care of you. And immediately a piece came over me. I mean, I just, I stopped crying. I got through the rest of the funeral, the burial site. I just, I don't know. I, there was just a piece like I had never oh. known. So the next day I was standing on the front porch of the house that I grew up in, which was her house. And I'm standing there thinking to myself, you know, I've got great aspirations for my life. But there is something that I am missing. And I said to myself, I don't remember if I said it out loud or if I just said it in my head, that when I get back to America, I'm gonna find out what it is and I'm gonna get it. That was just a promise I made to myself that day after her funeral. Fast forward, I get back, I start my sophomore year at MIT and my The second semester of my freshman year, I was failing physics, and a friend introduced me to a PhD physics student who tutored me the remainder of that semester, and I ended up passing my physics class. He did not charge me a dime. He helped me. He worked with me weekly to help me pass my class. I had a lot of respect and honor for this man. Halfway through the semester, I met I met him on campus, and he said to me, Denise, I have something I want to share with you. Can we set up a time to get together? And as far as I was concerned, he had earned the right to say anything he wanted to, to me. So my answer was an immediate yes. And we set up a time. After he left, another friend of mine said to me, do you know what he wants to talk to you about? I said, I have no idea. He said, he wants to talk to you about getting saved. And I thought, oh man, I don't want to hear about that. And I was trying to figure out how do I get out of this meeting? But because of the respect that I had for him, I was not willing to dishonor myself or him in getting out. So I wasn't going to cancel. So I'm thinking of ways to not to avoid this, this meeting that I have set up mm-hmm. the whole time. It was two weeks ahead. So two weeks. I am thinking of ways to get out of this meeting. I have come up with nothing. The day of the meeting, it was a Saturday. I went to the grocery store and I'm getting on a bus to get back to school with my groceries. And he gets off the same bus that I'm getting onto. And he says to me, four o'clock. I said, absolutely. <laughs> I'm thinking, really? I haven't seen him in the whole two weeks. And then today? So I get back to my room. I put all my stuff away. And again, my brain is just going overtime, trying to figure out how to get out of this meeting. I tried everything I could think of. And finally, at 2.30, I thought, I am going to go for a walk. and you know, just hopefully not get back on time and miss him. I am going down the stairs to my dorm to go out and he is coming up at the same time. He said, I had an appointment canceled and I thought I'd just drop by early and see if you were available. So <laughs> we went to, into my dorm room, we're sitting in chair and he starts telling me, his salvation story because he had gotten saved over the summer and the minute he started sharing his story I knew in my spirit this is the thing I need and so I don't even remember his story I was sitting there waiting for him to get to the end so we could do whatever needed to be done because I was certain there was just a, a witness. So it got to the end and he asked me if I wanted to pray and receive Christ. I said, yes. And we prayed right there in my dorm room and I received Christ. It was, uh, I mean, even now, as I'm telling you this story, I, it's like I'm right back there experiencing this. It was like nothing I had ever experienced in my life. He gave me a little Bible because I didn't have a Bible. Actually, I discovered later that I actually had a Bible, didn't know it was a Bible, but that's a different story. He gave me a little Bible and he said, start reading in the Gospel of John. Okay. I was so ignorant about the Bible. I thought the New Testament was like a second edition of the Old Testament where they corrected the misspellings and the grammar and that kind of stuff. Okay. I've come a long way since then. I've been there. (laughs) So he said, start reading in the Gospel of John, and then you can go back and start at Matthew and read through. He just gave me some basic things to do because, you know, God is so good. He knows how I am. You give me a track to run in, and I am all out down the road. So I started reading, but it was a small Bible. It was like this big. Wow. I went out and bought a big King James Bible because that's what my grandmother had. And I started reading in the Gospel of John and there were whole passages in John that my grandmother used to quote to me in my growing up years. And as I read those passages, I could hear her voice in my head saying them. Wow, <laughs> that was life changing. That was the beginning of my salvation journey, and it has been remarkable from that day mm. to this day.
0: Hey, man, that is so cool! <laughs> 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 Thank God for grandmoms. Yes. <laughs> so, can I ask you a couple questions? Sure. So, so the morning or the day you were at the funeral and you mentioned that you heard this, uh, or had a sense or to tell, can you tell us a little bit of, about that moment? Was it an audible voice that you like, maybe you're hearing now, was it something like an impression? Cause you know, the way God speaks, He can speak through yes. feelings, emotions, um, you know, a- audibly, I mean, like, so what was it? Can you describe it a little bit for us?
1: It was an audible voice. I mean, I, I heard it in my ear, but it it sounded like someone was speaking to me. Right. So And that's typically how I hear the Lord. Sometimes I'll mm-hmm. get an impression, but most of the time I hear an audible voice okay so you
0: heard the voice yes and then came the when you say a piece came over you come over you could you describe that like
1: it you said you
0: stopped crying so
1: that's yes it it was like um you know when uh, a child is just undone and just sobbing and Mm. just weeping And a mom will come and, you know, just pick them up. And sometimes they just kind of struggle. They don't want to be held. They just want to keep crying. But you draw them to yourself and you hold them. And they just settle down. It was like that.
0: It's a wonderful description. Oh, my gosh. I can, like, feel. um, I can guess. Wow. What a great description. Wow. Okay. So you heard his voice and you calm down, right? You got the peace. Wow. That is so amazing. I, I love how you describe that moment. And then the next day standing on the front porch how did you know you were, you said you, there was something missing. What did you, how did you know there was something missing? You know what I mean? Like what you mentioned that moment.
1: Well, it sounded like a, you know, a pretty yes, important moment. I woke up that morning and I felt different. I didn't quite understand what was going on. I'm a thinker person. And, um, and so I knew I felt different but i didn't have words or context for that i i just it wasn't anything that i had experienced before and like i said i would always think back to things my grandmother had said to me or things that she had taught me to do to navigate you know like if i if i have a decision to make i'd think to myself okay what would granny what would granny advise me to do and and so that's kind of how i had been living my life right and so that morning I, i i just had a sense that there's something that i need to to stay in that place of of peace and to keep moving forward to get to where i wanted to go because i have I had big dreams about, you know, what I wanted to do with my degree and things that I wanted to do with, with my life. And I don't know. I just felt like something was missing. There was something that that more than what I had planned and I was aware of that I needed. I, it was just kind of a sense inside of me. And so I decided, okay, then we'll just have to figure out what that is and get it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the best part I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm go I'm gonna go get it. Yes. That is so good. Well now that um that I really enjoyed the the, the it was like a galvanizing moment.
1: But yes
0: you remember standing on that front porch. Yes. And so um the dear tutor, so <laughs> did you did you share at some point with him, what had happened in the previous month or I, two?
1: I did. I did get to share that with him, because uh, you know we weren't really um, our connection was simply him helping me with my physics. Uh, we didn't move in the same circles. He was a PhD student, and I was doing my working on my bachelor's, so we weren't really in classes together or anything like that. We didn't sure. really um, interact intersect. Very often, he was actually very intentional in coming to share his his testimony with the people that he had connections with. And that's really, I think, why he even approached me was because of our connection when he tutored me.
0: Sure. That is so cool. <laughs> wow. Well, I love uh, love that you... I mean, that's just amazing, really, how yeah. God moves. And, you know, a lot of times people... Uh, people that I meet think that they have to uh, either have a relationship with God or be walking with God or know Jesus or um, have a relationship with Jesus, kind of an ongoing um, relationship before they'll have a moment of hearing God. And so I really loved hearing your testimony, how God spoke to you, And you really weren't in a close relationship or even really acknowledged him or put him first in your life or anything like that. Yet he came to you, comforted you and told you, Hey, she's with me. I'm going to take care of her. Like And,
1: and you know, I mean,
0: what a great God is that, that he would love you in such a sweet and tender way.
1: And when I heard, when I heard the voice, I don't know that I even knew that it was God necessarily. I think right. as I got to know Jesus and started walking with the Lord, then it made sense to me that's what that was. But at the right. time I, I I don't know that I even had a, a term to put on that. You know? It was just an right. experience.
0: <laughs> right. And and I, I I know a lot of times I I love that you were you had an experience with God, yes before you were walking with God, and I think that's one of the ways that God woos us to him he mm-hmm. He's speaking to us, he's communicating to us, he is loving us, you know Scripture talks about how Jesus loved us first, yeah. and so that's one way that he loves us he He gives us peace, he brings us a message of of rest and calm in the middle of um, really a pretty stormy moment for you, yes. right? One of the yes. most important people in your life um, had passed on yeah. and he knew what you needed and he gave it to you. Just like you. you do your description of the mom with a baby, the mom knew what the baby yes. needed, needed comfort, even if he fought it a little bit. Like he needs, he needs to be close. So, and she holds him close. And uh, that, that description is so sweet and so easy to envision. You visualize, right? And and I've done it. You know, I have three kids, so I've done the same thing. Maybe not as a mom, but I've done the the let's hold them. Uh, yeah. And so I just, I think it's so important and beautiful and holy and true. That God is moving and communicating to us even before we are acknowledging or communicating with Him. Yes. And so I love that your testimony is about that. I think it can help shift some, uh, both believers and non believers, into an understanding of who and how God moves. For, for 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 good for a better yes. for a better way you know yeah I, I love 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 what you shared today so like <laughs> it's such a great um testimony you know what I love to do um, with everyone is um, you know we're gonna uh, save these and we're gonna transcribe them and um, share these or that will be something that your kids and kids 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 will have mm-hmm. And I love to ask, like, if there was something you were uh, able to tell your children and great grandchildren, um, what would you want to say to them?
1: I would say, wow, and, and this is something that I endeavored to do myself, is in loving God, love the people in your life love them well because because my grandmother loved me well i don't ever remember her um using the word to bring anything but life and comfort to me so when i went to the word i actually heard her voice and she. I heard her voice saying when I would read things that she had said to me, I would hear her voice saying those words. I believe that she spoke life to me through speaking the Word of God to me. and it wasn't it wasn't like using the word to make a point. It was just what she gave me the gift of the word before I even knew what it was or cared. So I say, speak life and the word of God, he is life, right? So speak the word of God to yourself, to your children, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, all of those who God give you the opportunity to make a deposit in, because you never know when that deposit is going to mature into eternal life
0: amen amen thank you thank you that is a good word not just to your grandchildren but to mine too and to everyone (laughs) listening love well I, i really appreciate your time today denise super grateful that you came on love that you shared such a personal story of between you and god and i pray that that'll be an encouragement Uh, to the listeners and the the folks that are watching on youtube so uh thank you thank you very much and we'll just take this moment to wrap it up we appreciate y'all thanks for listening and watching y'all have a great day god bless you
1: thanks pastor mark
0: (laughs) bye-bye now if you would like to give a testimony of hearing god or seeing a miracle we would love to hear from you we invite you to pray and ask the lord if this is a time for you to share that testimony And if it is, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Please email us. Our email is info at stackingstones.life. Info at stackingstones.life. We just pray that the testimony of
1: Jesus will encourage you to pursue him even more. God bless you.